Yeah. Oh, we could start with Rick and Morty and do that. We could just start with the opener and then not like, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, I don't have an opening, do I? We could do the show that's back. <laughs> um, we could do, we could do, we could do something like last time on Nerd Vomit, and then I could say previously on, and then you can say, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> I like that. So I say, oh, yeah. I say last time, you say previously on. It's almost hard to say previously on because you want to say previously on. God, that was so fucking smart. Is this fucking recording? I don't know. Yeah, that... Okay, well, okay. We, did the, we did the opening by accident. Yes, we did. So, um... Huh. Uh, welcome to Nerd Vomit. I'm Doug. I'm a nerd and I vomit. I'm joined by my co-vomiting nerd, Calvin. Hello, everybody. Uh, the only show that forgot how to record a podcast... Yes. Um, it's been a minute. It has um, been. If you listen to Dam, I explain a few of the delays. Um, it's just been um, personal. It's been professional. It's been personnel. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna be back uh, probably every two weeks. Yeah. I think that makes it easier on pretty much everybody. Right. Um, and we're gonna be changing uh, possibly locations and uh, days we record. So we're gonna actually have like full episodes. Yes, exactly. So, uh, we're going to get right into it, um, but we will talk about previously on, obviously we just said that. Yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> the Atlanta finale. Yes. It was very, I, I saw where it was going, I really liked the episode, uh, but it was, the, it was Darius's journey, and I thought that was very it fun was to explore. An interesting thing mm. to end it on him. Yeah. I mean, there's no one else that could have pulled off the... You know, the, the whole, like, inception and, mm-hmm. like, sensory deprivation stuff. Yeah. Um, I, honestly, when they started bringing up, up Judge Judy, I didn't know where that was going. Yeah, I didn't know you, where You was saw going. it coming. I didn't. I, saw, I, I kind of figured that's where it was going to, the very inception angle for it was like, well, this is going to be a key to the very end. And they hinted at it a little bit when they actually did show, like, Judge Judy with a big, with a big backside. But... I mean, that had me engrossed when he was walking, and he got picked up by his by our ex friend, and I was like, the ex, and I was like, where is this going? And then when it snapped that he was in the sensory sensory deprivation chamber, and that's how he woke up, and that's how the whole episode went. I was like, oh, that's a that's great. You know, in that, honestly, I think it was all a dream, and I think I have proof. Oh, okay, okay. The episode where. Earn and Van uh, get trapped in the mall and um, oh, and the hey, boys on the weird um, uh, the rap Easter egg. puzzle, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they like when they escape the mall and they come into the closet of the funeral. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, they liked it too. Yes, they did. We're at we're at a brewery and uh, there's uh, some kind of party of sorts. Yes, I've never been to a party. Do they hurt? Um, one of my favorite lines from Invaders Zoom. Yes. <laughs> but I think, yeah, like, the whole nonsensical aspect of that. Yeah. They had a few, like, fantastic moments. Like, like yeah. literally fantastic moments mm-hmm. this season where it, like, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. And I'm like, okay, interesting choice. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think that's the way to, to describe it. Mm-hmm. And the B story, or maybe the A story. Mm-hmm. No, it's probably the B. But... Them going to 
the black-owned sushi bar, and they were nitpicking all the stuff that was happening, only to realize that's traditionally how it's done. And that speech at the end by the owner, which was awesome. It was very, I mean, it was, you could tell that was Donald Glover and his brother. Yeah. Right there. And the level of uncomfortableness that the actors portrayed hearing that, and then it was like, lock the door. And all of them were like, wait, what? I was like, that was, that was a, that was a good moment in terms of being told what you didn't know and then freaking out when you realize where that is going. Yeah. And then just Darius just going in there and just hitting the guy. I was like, oh, I started laughing out loud so hard when that happened. Was this? No. No, it was one of the earlier episodes where Darius is being chased by the white woman, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the the, the rascal? The rascal, yeah. I'm Um, on the higher ground. What are you going to do now? I don't care. It's one of those. Sorry, that guy looked at my friend Tyler for a second. Um, Fitting ending. I, I mean, it ended... It, whimper is not the right word, but it wasn't a bang. It wasn't as it, it, impactful as I thought it was going to be, or it, it, there wasn't closure. There was the way, no closure. There's, in fact, the opposite of closure. There's like opening sure. If they came out tomorrow and said there's another season, you're like, okay, go, because yeah. they didn't, they, you know, didn't really end anything. So yeah, I mean, they can still bring it back. They can bring it back completely. Um, so. Um, but, I mean, farewell to a great show. Yeah, it was an um, awesome show. I really enjoyed this half of this last season. Yes. They didn't have a they didn't have a misstep in the last season at all, in my opinion. No. But the last couple of episodes where they dealt with every character on stand, their own. On, stand alone on their own, I thought that was really well done. Because, so. I mean, I saw Van and Ern getting back together. Like, that I saw. Yeah. They were, they were setting up, like, that, that schism last season, and I'm like... Mm-hmm. That's not going to work. They're going to be no. back together. Like they, it's, it's one of those. It's like I hate to compare it to this, and I'm, I'm sorry because it's uh, racial insensitive. It's not quite right, but I think you'll get the sense of where I'm going with that one. Like it's like Ross and Rachel. Like they just have to end up together. And I yeah. know that's like a really white show versus a not really white show, but like it's like that where like Van and Ern like they have to end up. Like they just yeah. kept, it was so back and forth type of thing for a lot of the first two seasons. It was it was a comedic relationship to the extent of it was a comedic show, but not as comedic as Ross and Rachel where all the weird things happened. Right. It was like stuff happened in their relationship and it was kind of, you know, you could see them drifting apart, you could see them getting back together, but it wasn't done as... It's like slapsticky. It wasn't as... It wasn't as... It was a lot more heartfelt. It was a lot really, more earnest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not no pun intended. Yeah. It was a um, lot. It was a lot. It was more realistic than, than, than friends' say. relationship. So where you have those couples that it's like, oh, are you together? You're not. And they're like, oh, well, I mean, we're not. But like, you know, yeah. It's like we have a kid around, so. and yeah, and like we still love each other. But mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of things that are completely not realistic, uh, Chainsaw Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is absolutely. Uh, not realistic, but fun. I don't know if it's a hot new anime, but it is a new anime, and it is. Uh, I'm hot for it. So uh, this is, and I got into it. I, it was like a target marketing thing on Facebook or something. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. And then I watched, I think the first two episodes, and then I gave it to you. And I was like, yeah. you need to. This is. I wasn't. This. I wasn't as accepting to Chainsaw Man as you were, but you saw it before me, and I'm like, 
I don't know what this show will be, but I will definitely watch it just to check it out. And after the first or second episode, I was like, okay, you got my attention now. And Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, would you like to try to describe the, the premise. premise of the show? So, the premise is in this world where they have, like, basically demons or devils. There's this kid who inherits his dad's debt with a mobster of some sort. Mm-hmm. And he hunts devils to pay it off the debt. He's joined with this cute little uh, puppy with a chainsaw coming out of its face. Mm-hmm. Um, when the mobster double-crosses him, effectively, Basically, yeah. he bonds with the chainsaw puppy and becomes has the ability to turn into Chainsaw Man. Guess yeah. what he's made out of? A lot um, of chainsaws. A lot of chainsaws. Uh, he looks fucking badass. He really does. Was, I mean, the fight scenes are always fucking amazing. Yeah. They agree. Yeah. We might have had a little bit of luck. Yes. And <laughs> um, so he gets recruited by kind of like this government, like oversight, group oversight group, to take yeah. out like dangerous devils. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his sole motivation is to touch boobs and make out with girls. Yep. That's the only reason he's all in. He's like, if I go all in on this, can I touch your boob? Yep. And the girl's like, yeah. And he's okay. Like, okay. Let's go. I'm going to kill a lot of demons for you. Yep. As this weird amalgamation of chainsaw and man. Because he has a ripcord in his chest. Yep. That's the only way you can do it. So. Um, and his arms, his, his arms, yeah, his arms become chainsaws and then one pops out of his face. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is it? He like changes back, but he loses too much blood. I think is yeah. his weakness. Um, too much blood. Yeah, loss of blood is his weakness. Which of course he loses blood by the chainsaw coming out of his yeah. face. Uh, but every time you think it couldn't get weirder or more bonkers, it does. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, there's a guy that's like can summon a wolf, but mm-hmm. it takes like part of his body. Um, there's yep. power who can like shake things out of blood. And yeah, and she is not a devil. She's described in the subtitles as a fiend, which is when they're like half de- which, which is like, like they're demonic. Half, yeah, they're like half human, half because he's considered Chainsaw Man's considered a, a fiend. Yeah, so she has some. She has power over her. She can make blood objects, and she's an interesting character. Yes, because <laughs> she starts fer- like you find out through her backstory. She's basically feral. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he gets recruited and, yeah. Gets recruited and... Um, we don't know what the boss does yet, but she has, like, weird clock eyes. Yeah. Or maybe you know, because I know you're farther in the series than I am, but... The boss, the, the one that originally recruits Chainsaw Man, you're in the same level. They don't really explore her. They explore power. They explore the team the, that's right. there. Um, so, that's... That's kind of what they're doing so far. So, and I'm a little bit ahead of you on this one, so I don't want to spoil anything when you get to it. So, I mean, I know I'm behind on this. It's, it's it's fine. But yeah, his main motivation is touching a boob, and he and power is there to help him with that. So, yep. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, let's see. I have no segue to this. So, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. <laughs> yeah. I honestly wasn't super impressed. I meant to ask you the software. Uh, did you see Wakanda Forever? Not yet. Okay. You and I are going to... Yeah, Is we'll it? talk off there. Yeah. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. 
it was sweet. It was heartfelt. Mm-hmm. Um, Mantis turns into a weird badass. Man, that was kind of the vehicle, I think, for Mantis. It's like, she's yes. been in a couple of movies, but you don't know anything about her. This is where she shows her personality. And that's what I think that was entirely about. Yes. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, Groot and Rocket weren't really in it. Mm-hmm. Um, same, I mean, everyone else really wasn't. It was more of a Drax Mantis story. Yeah, it um, was. And the surprisingly three things that become continuity in this are Mantis is Peter Will's, Will's sister. sister. Um, mm-hmm. And that two things exist in the Marvel Universe that haven't existed before. Kevin Bacon and Gobots. Yes. Because apparently Gobots killed Drax's family. Yeah. Odd choice, Gun. Yeah. Odd choice. Very odd. But funny. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, I liked it. I'm not saying it was bad, but I, I just, I don't know. It wasn't what I expected. It was absolutely not what I expected. And I don't mean that like it was like, oh, off the wall crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like Chainsaw Man. I'm like, I don't know what to expect. This is like, what's going to happen? It was like, oh, this is... What's what it is? Okay, okay. So I expected it to be more about the team, somehow, like saving Christmas or whatever. It was bringing. I mean, I think I, it, see, I, I think it was kind of just a wraparound to the joke of Kevin. Is Kevin Bacon in the Avengers? I don't know. I've been gone for a long time. Maybe, and then like from like Infinity Wars or something yeah. like that, and. And they like go get him, and then they realize, oh, he's just an actor. actor. They're the worst. They're the worst. And then the redemption of that is, oh, Kevin Bacon, not an asshole. So <laughs> I thought that was good. Um, but, but I, the Christmas song. I actually was gonna bring up because when I saw like it was like the the cast and, like, and then featuring the old 97s, mm-hmm. which I I, mean, I actually do like them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of those I was like, oh, interesting. There's like a band. Mm-hmm. And then they sing one of the best Christmas songs I think I've ever heard. Yeah. I may have to get the MP3 of that now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, because um, that was the song. I started off not liking it because I'm like, this is kind of weird. Because it's like, I just picked up these instruments and I don't know. And let me tell you about what we know about Christmas. I'm like, this is going to be so bad. This is going to be a train wreck. And it wasn't. It was an absolutely awesome song. It was, I mean, it was a train wreck, but in the best possible way. Yeah. Because um, yeah. it sounds like the old 97s, trust me on this. Mm-hmm. And just Quill, uh, Quill's reactions to, like, no. No. That's, that's not, not right, right at all. all. No, wait, what? But if you break it down, it, it made perfect it sense. It made perfect it, Like, if you were trying to describe Christmas to an alien, and then they regurgitated what, based on their culture, what you just told them, yeah. everything is 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, I may have to rewatch it now that I think about it. It was, it was a very good show. It was a very good, you know, runtime stuff. Now that I know what it is, although I like walking into it blind, and I can now go, I want to hear the song. I yeah. want to see the kidnapping. I want to see, you know, Groot denying responsibility and then Quill going, I literally saw you walking him up in a box. <laughs> so, it's just when they, give him the, when they offer the box and then it's like you hear Kevin Bacon moving and yeah. Quill's like, what did you do? Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of air holes or no air holes in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah now that I think about it, I'm going to have to rewatch it. Yeah. Um, uh, there, oh, there are some good moments. And... Um, 
Nebula, or Nebula giving Rocket uh, Winter Soldier's arm. Winter Soldier's arm. That was. That was because it's like I need the guy's arm. Yeah, that was also a really good cool callback. That was the, that was his old arm though, right? I lo- it looked silver to me, but it looked silver. Because I, right, I think the vibranium one's old, if I remember right. It's been a while. It's been a while, but the like. I went online and I heard the explanation of how that happened, which is just James Gunn saying um, um, she just kicked his ass and took his arm. And I'm like, when? Because there's really no time for that in the timeline. So, it, I don't know. Because the Guardians pretty much leave after Endgame. Mm-hmm. So there's no time for that whatsoever. But that's his explanation. That somewhere, sometime, Nebula went and kicked Winter Soldier's ass mm-hmm. and took his arm. Alright, well, no, that's fine. Maybe that explains, like, a new arm we're going to see in Thunderbolts. Maybe. And he's going to say, like, some blue chick jumped me. Yeah. You, that, would mean, that, a, that would be That a, would actually that be funny. Would, that would be, that would be like, a, that'd be like, oh, and you had to have seen the Christmas special to get that one line. Yeah. Ooh, I hope that actually happens. Like, yeah, that's what I'm thinking now. I'm like, actually, yeah. I kind of want to, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that would be cool. Um, <laughs> that's almost like you had to see Captain America Winter Soldier to understand the S.H.I.E.L.D. episode that happened the very following week where Hydra is exposed and I don't know if you watched Asians of S.H.I.E.L.D. Did you? Oh, you're talking um, when Hydra was revealed? Not Falcon Winter Soldier but no. Captain America oh, did you Captain America Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier. Yeah And yeah. then they broke then, that then out next, And then the next week it was they gave you no time or no explanation to catch up on that. They're like, now Hydra's ruling everything. And, and if you like, didn't watch the movie like that weekend mm-hmm. or whatever in the first couple of days, yeah. which I think Shield was on like Thursdays or yeah. something. Yeah, no, I was. That was when Agents of Shield was still pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. But yeah, maybe that would be a deep cut in, the, in Thunderbolts, which now I want that to happen because that would be awesome. You know, Gunn would somehow have at least a little bit of input to whoever's doing Thunderbolts and be like, Hey, just you know, like I know I'm working for uh, DC now, but yeah, maybe reference that. Like, just be like, Ooh. yeah, um, that would be cool. Speaking of references, let's just get right into <laughs> Rick and Morty. Yes, lot to That's unpack it. on this one. Yes, and it was rapid fire too. It like, really it was. Didn't, it didn't let up. It started off on a high on a, on high octane. Oh, it starts off with the most Rick and Morty thing, which is. They start getting meta, 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 and then meta the meta. Yeah, and it's with the pre- with a loop of previ- previously on yes. loops that they have to break because they're being somehow like venomized or not venomized, but being like fed venom by previous Leon. Yes, which is that was clever alone. I was yes. like, where are they going with this? And they are referencing the Rick and Morty show, Full Metal Jack Rick. Full meta Jack Rick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, previously Leon. Yeah. That alone was just hilarious. And that's... Who... Is he the one that cuts holes in the fourth wall? Yeah. He doesn't jump university. Okay. He just... Yeah. So, to find him, they had to put on their fourth wall breaking glasses, which I had to... I mean, this was one of those, like, you pause this episode a lot mm-hmm. if you're trying to get all the Easter eggs. Because I love that they had... It was like... They're a little... Like, he... What is... Morty sees like Chekhov's gun, a literal plot device, 
Uh, uh, Dusox Machia. Machina, yeah. Teaser, teaser for next up, or teaser for down the line, or something like that. Something like that, yeah. It's, it's like all this, all this stuff in the uh, in the garage. Um, so then, they managed to start tracking previously on through their own opening credits, which Marty didn't know they were a show, which is kind of funny. Yeah, we had to we had to catch him through the credits. We got to hold on. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Um, I know you had it on subtitles, and you caught a bunch of jokes. I didn't watch yeah. any of the there's, there's, there's a joke in the opening credits where they're flying around, flying around and um, there is Jerry in basically an Iron Man suit in space, and he's shooting lasers. And as they're swirling around, they leave the episode, and Rick drops best uh, best episode, and then keeps, keeps going. And I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> because... I mean that's a that's a drop that's inside of a drop that that yeah mm-hmm. and I was like yeah that's breaking many many walls many many walls <laughs> but yeah What's it, what does Deadpool say a fourth wall break and a fourth wall break mm-hmm. um, so to I think to defeat previous Leon they have to find the self-referential six yeah which now I mean I know you're no sludge. Galvin, and I, I don't mean it to, to sound like I'm done with this come off as kind of sending it off. Not a great way to start. Um, <laughs> but do you know what mansplaining is? Yes, I am. Yes, um, yes, I do. But having, like, getting, getting, having got a degree in English, can't speak it, but I yeah. can read it. You can read it. Read it. Um, and, you know, doing papers on the Joseph Campbell, you know, Hero of a Thousand Faces. Mm-hmm. I mean, Famously, George Lucas talks about it with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Harmon uh, is a huge fan. He made his own truncated hero's journey just to write Rick and Morty, which I don't know if you've ever seen, but I, if you want, after we're done recording, I'll show you. Um, it's so that all the writers can have like Harmon brain when they're when they're trying to do it when they're hitting all three acts and all of the the you know notes on a, a hero's journey mm-hmm. and uh, but anyway but to have like a lot of the clever one like pre- previous Leon alone was yeah. fantastic but when you meet the uh, and I think at one point well one Joseph Campbell shows up yes. or the ghost of Joseph Campbell yes. um, and calls uh, Rick and Marty a Back to the Future ripoff which they are which they are because they originally started as Doc and Marty mm-hmm. um, but Self-referential six are all of like the yeah. like write, like writing tricks, mm-hmm. like the like a lot of basic ones, mm-hmm. um, like mis- mislead, mm-hmm. which was great because I think she slaps him somehow. Yeah, when like right in the middle of their talk, mm-hmm. um, flashback who oh, traps him in flashbacks. Yeah, which is great. Um, There's protagonic, protagonic, which I don't. Remember his whole deal. He made everyone the protagonist in his own in their own story. Oh, that's right, because then it was like Marvin, the nervous security guard or yeah. something. The, the guard that runs away yeah. from everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to fuck this up, because what is what is the continuity one? Connie New... Sorry, I'm going to fuck it up as well. Connie New... T- yeah, I can't even fucking read that. Connie Tenuity Error. Yes. Continuity error. Like I said, I'm gonna fuck that up. 
Um, I don't remember what she did anyway, but you can probably figure out if it's continuity error. Um, yeah. So, uh, Mr. Twist, of course, dressing all the twists. Yeah, and then uh, Tagman, you and I both were kind of like, um, I think I remember him like jumping in at the end of conversations, which would be a tag. Yeah. Um, the best one was, which is funny because it's a, actually it's a comic book term. That's mm-hmm. it started as a comic book term, right? Um, retconning. Retcon, yeah. I think it was a comic book term first. Before it became. Before it became it's retroactive continuity. Yeah. Um, like Nebula taking Winter Soldier's arm, actually right. a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was Brett Con who had like Doctor Manhattan godlike powers, like. Mm-hmm. You could be killed by coffee. You were born without any bones. I can't remember the third one off the top of my head. Yeah, that was... But yeah. you were born without any bones was like, whoa! You were born in, yeah. That was like right up there with like when, like, uh, Morty's got the crystal in his thing and he's got all the, like, and they're like, an Akira-level, like, kid, and I'm like, dude, that's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember how they got out of... Oh, I think... Oh, that was right. Oh, sorry. We buried the... We totally buried the lead. Um... They bring back the the story train conductor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who wants is it revenge on Rick because he took away his train and he got his the toy train back, but the website the URL like Easter egg didn't work. Didn't work. Right. Because who uses dashes? And mm-hmm. he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. So it turns out, yeah, protagonist Nick gives him his motivation, which is motivation. Mo- yeah. I need all the motivation. So that's his like device that he's getting powered by by his creator. I don't know why I did air quotes. No one can see this shit. But um, but it looked vaguely like Dan Harmon. Yeah, I will say that. Mm-hmm. And that's they had to defeat the original creator to stop him from getting motivation by demotivating mm-hmm. everyone else or yes. something. Basically, Joseph Campbell had to go in and talk him out of it because he had to, he explained it to Morty, who explained it to the writer. The writer got depressed. He lost his power. That's right. And then Rick beat him up and destroyed his universe. Because he had his anti-meta armor. Or yeah. Something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like I said, a lot to unpack. Good episode. A very good episode. I'm not watching Rick and Morty with a few drinks in me anymore. Um. I, I do. However, I never, never delete it. I'm just like, I need to watch this again later. Oh, I don't delete them. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I do. But yeah. um, I always go like, I'll remember this. I'll remember this. No, no. I won't. I will have to watch it again. So. No, no, no. Not especially because I have shots as part of my rounds. Um, but like one round, I'm okay. Like two rounds, and uh, yeah, things get a little fuzzy. Um, but so far, I'm really liking this, this, the back half of um, Rick and Morty's uh, season six. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to getting to the really catching up. I'm going to try to do that. I got nothing to do tomorrow. There you go. I'm probably going to play God of War. Um, let's, just, let's just be honest. Yeah. And I kind of want to finish the Hulkbuster Lego before... Uh, oh, yeah. You have, my, pro- you have my, multiple projects going on. Oh, yeah. Which... Um, beats uh, mine just reading comic books all the time. So, yeah, I've been reading the. Uh, I came back to the Dave Grohl um, autobiography. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's just I I finished this book about like a Japanese housewife 
and like it took my brain like a minute to like switch gears into reading like the Dave Grohl autobiography. Right. Because I was like, oh, Japanese housewife slice of life. It's like, and then I met like you know then I joined Nirvana and I'm like, wait, what? What? Yeah. So, um, Jesus, last thing on the list. Uh, let's see, did you have more? Like yeah. any that wasn't on the list? Yeah. Um, what do we call that? Oh, the vomitorium. The vomitorium. Because uh, on Dan we have the list you cannot see. Uh, and when we did originally no applause, just a clap, we literally had like a whiteboard. And we, yeah. uh, speaking of me playing God of War, Ragnarok, I've been playing God of War, Ragnarok. <laughs> it is huge. Not only in, um, like, just in scope of story, and it is. It involves... What a shock, Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. So, and you've got Thor, you've got Odin, you've got Freya coming back, Kratos, Atreus. And really, it's not even like a straightforward, like, revenge story. It's like, it's a lot of, like, philosophy of, like, what is prophecy and destiny, and do we make it? Or is there fate? Like, you know, how, do, how does one find themselves? Because right now, Kratos' son, who at the very end of the first game gets teased where he's reading a prophecy, and he's like, well, this can't be about me because they keep calling that person Loki. Oh. And now it's like him struggling. I'm like, am I Atreus? Am I Loki? What are? Where do I find my answers? Mm-hmm. Is it with my friends and my father? Is it with my enemies like that have knowledge? You know, are they manipulating me? Or are they being honest? It's a lot. Of, it's well, there's so a lot of heavy emotional. It sounds stuff. like a lot to unpack. Um, I've been yeah. playing it for I think over forty hours. I think I'm probably about two thirds through with it. But I do run all of the side missions, which are called favors. Um, there are also labors, which is tasked to you by the uh, talking squirrel uh, who uh, takes care of the world tree. So uh, you have to, you know, punch like you know, open so many red treasure chests or break so many pots throughout the world and um, decapitate or not decapitate, but dismember enough people. So, and they're like thresholds, you get experience. Um, but the maps are huge as well. Like, there's one where I got completely fucking turned around. I, I looked up the talking squirrel to see if I could, like, contribute to this a little bit. So I'm like, I'm going to throw the name out. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no. That's his name. It's Rattoscore. Yeah, I so can't say that. There's so much Norse shit that's like, Hi, welcome to the fjord. My name is Burba Bringer. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... Like, I watch it with subtitles because I'm like, what the fuck did he just say? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, all of the Norse names are, like, sorry, yeah. are, like, fucking, like, act, like historically yeah. and grammatically accurate. It's insane. Yeah. Um, like, I just saved this elf, or, uh, yeah, this elf who they all thought was dead, which I was like, that seemed like kind of an empty, like, empty tragedy because you, you really don't know a whole lot about him. Mm-hmm. Um... And he, like, sacrifices himself to save the team. And I'm like, I guess I'm supposed to be sad. I, you know, like, okay. But then it's like, oh, there's this side mission he survived. And I'm like, oh, that's why I felt kind of hollow. Because right. you end up saving him and I'm, i got to give him a book or something later. I don't um, It's like, when I describe it, I know making it sound so stupid. But it is very engaging. Um, but, I mean, it, it, there's a lot to do in it. There's a ton of... Jesus, sorry. Um... Part of it is I'm wearing chapstick and salivating. So. Yes. Drinking beer and God of War is your trigger, apparently. That's a Pavlovian response. Yeah, exactly. I've never heard one. Exactly. Um, God, what did I say? <laughs> I was watching a movie. Oh, 
I was texting a friend, and I said, they go, what are you doing? I said, oh, just hanging out with, with the usual suspects. And they went, Legos and whiskey? And I went, no, I'm actually watching the movie The Usual Suspects. <laughs> nice. Um, so. That is good. But yeah, I was like, and she was like, LOL. And I'm like, I kind of feel bad about my life choices for a hot second. Um, but God of War is great. It's really, I mean, it's got moments of levity that I don't expect. Uh, the, the favor of the mysterious orb, where Kratos, uh, the main character, is like, we don't know what it does. Uh, it could be evil, it could destroy us, it could be part of Ragnarok. We don't know why the dwarven blacksmith wants it. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out to be like the fetch ball for her dog, and they make fun of Kratos, which is like, you don't really do. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm having a blast playing it. I mean, there are some puzzles where I'm like, I don't, I'm not, I don't care. Um, there, there's a an, uh, like an oil rig on one of the nine realms that's just gonna stay there because okay. I cannot figure out for the life of me how to fucking navigate it. Um, and there's just other things like just I'm not gonna do a hundred percent of right because there are like these things called berserkers that if on the first game were like Valkyries that were really hard, really hard, really hard, like mini bosses, and the berserkers are. They live up to their name. Okay. Because um, whenever I find one of their, like, grave sites to summon them, mm-hmm. I actually... I know this is cheating. Don't fucking judge me. Um, <laughs> I kick the difficulty down to story. Well, yeah. From medium, because it's, like, it's it's impossible on even medium. And I was looking up... Because it was, like, a, a thing on, like, my news feed. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, players are complaining about one specific berserker... And I was like, really? And like the first part of the article is like, the Berserkers are a giant pain in the ass. But you get to, you know, get a platinum or, you know, 100% of all the trophies. Mm-hmm. You've got to take them. I've got like three out of 12 on my gun gun. I don't need to, I don't need that kind of aggravation. <laughs> um, but there's one where it's like th- three of them. And like, you can't even like lock on because you're basically, your biggest enemy becomes the camera trying to figure it out. Keep it on the lookout. Keep it in the shot. Yeah. So it's like you'll be like locked onto one, but the other two are just kicking the shit out of you. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm having a blast. Like I said, it's it's the maps are big. Um, they've said this is going to be the last game. So I don't know if they're going to reboot it. I mean, he's not like like well known like Mario, but I mean, if you play video games, you know you know Kratos, the ghost Kratos. of Sparta, mm-hmm. and I've been following this since the first game on. PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I'd get a got a war tattoo. That just doesn't seem prudent. I'd get a chain man, chainsaw man tattoo. I would get his like I would get his chain man face. You get his somewhere. Face somewhere. Like actually, that would be a bad like like back of shoulder piece. Mm-hmm. Like just just like when he's got the chainsaw sticking out of his face. Yeah. Or maybe and like power like kind of poking out from behind him. That would be kind of that cool. That would be kind of cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. That really would. Um, I like that idea. So on that note, because Doug keeps, Doug has way too much disposable income and keeps thinking of new nerd tattoos. Okay. Well, um, hopefully by the next time we do one of these, I have an appointment for another tattoo of mine. But we'll, we'll yeah, see. hopefully by the time. Well, yeah, by the time by the time we do our next one, we should both have appointments. Yeah. Uh, you for your uh, you're gonna get your uh, it's cowboy bebop tattoo. Another cowboy bebop tattoo. 
and oh good well, that's all I was gonna say good. oh I was gonna describe it sorry no it's Ed Ed and I nice um, I've seen the picture it's mm. it with the right artist it's with the right really artist cool. it'll be really cool really really cool um, and then I should have an appointment for the third session of my borderline sleeve which I think is gonna be the shoulder cap of the vault hunter symbol which ought to feel a whole lot better than my handsome Jack one because yeah. when he got to the inside of my arms, oh, yeah. I was squirming. Yeah, that's a rough spot to hit. That's oh, why and I don't have one there. I know, I was like, can you just get the inside of my arm done and like move on? Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. But uh, while well, I was getting my tattoo, I was like face down. And, you know, he put on Netflix, cool, something in the background. Mm-hmm. And it was a movie, Troll, that just came out. Do not watch it. Oh, okay. Um, it's... It's a it's a wee bit of what I call typewriter hands. It's like and then this happened and then this happened and then this, and you're like what is nothing? There's no like connective plot tissue. Um, gotcha. But at one point they're like, "What's that smell?" Before you even see the troll, and she goes, "Oh, it smells hypernatural." And I'm like, "That's not a thing." And she's like, "Oh yeah, it's like hyper nature." And I'm like, and I piped up and I was like, "Still not a thing." And she just, I can't remember how she described it, but it's like something not of this world. But I was like, no one said hypernature was a thing. And then they tried to defeat or distract it with its child's skull in the back of a pickup truck. Which sounds way cooler than it looked. Because at that point, I was like walking around taking a break. Yeah. Well, anytime anyone enter or opens a conversation with that smell, should be immediately followed with, what does Leonard Skinner have to do with this? Is that Leonard Skinner? Mm-hmm. Huh. I just thought it was like the the or something. Mm-hmm. Alright. <laughs> I learned something new every day. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that smell. Yeah. That's that. Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner. Wow. Mm-hmm. Alright. Damn, I like that song, but I don't like Leonard Skinner. Fuck. Well, they have other ones. I just don't. That are not that. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I get it. But yeah, so, that's my joke. <laughs> And on that note, well, that uh, so thank you for joining us for Nerd Vomit. Uh, I'm Doug. I am Calvin. And always remember, only suck clean dick. True that. If you've liked what you've heard, check out some of our other shows like No Applause, Just the Clap, Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, Nerd Vomit, and I Hate Kathy Hammond. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Play, or www.bacnpodcast.com. Oh, yeah.